I want to just spend a bit of time uh, talking about storms, actually, about storms. Uh, we've got a powerhouse conference kicking off this Thursday night. It's going to be a phenomenal three nights, two afternoons. Uh, if you work Monday to Friday, you only have to get Friday Arvo off because it starts at one o'clock. So, so all you got to do is ask your boss, can I leave early uh, on Friday because I've got this really important thing going on. Uh, don't chuck a sickie, got to do it properly. And then Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, if you've never who's, never, who's never been to a Christian conference? Give me a wave if you've never been to a Christian conference. Quite a lot of people. I'm telling you, uh, that one of the keys to it is that you immerse in the whole experience rather than just coming for a bit and then going. But you go, okay, I'm going to the conference and I'm going with expectation uh, and some, what happens over a few days, uh, something in terms of God's presence and His power grows, it builds in the atmosphere. Plus we've got some cool stadium seats, like some just elevated things that we're going to put some extra seats on. Uh, so that's going to, just for fun, that'll be awesome. We've got some other surprises happening. But, but the main thing is that there's this building of God's presence. You've got people who have been preparing and coming to minister and, and release a message from God, but not just a message from God, but, but who, who, and, and what will happen is things will build in the meeting in terms of the atmosphere. But in your life, every meeting you're in, something will build on itself. And so things, initially you might come in and, and not be feeling anything, but something's happening even if you're not feeling anything. Your heart's getting melted from hardness. Discouragement's washing off. Just, you're getting bigger in your thinking. And God's wanting to, often God's wanting to speak something to you, but he's got to get you into a place where you can, you can accept it because right now your circumstances are closed in on you. And if God came and told you what he really wants to do in your life, you'd like, oh, I can't really see that. But he wants to get you into an atmosphere that will enlarge you. So do me a favor, uh, come Thursday night, register tonight, and, and well, don't do me a favor, do you a favor, actually, but just register early and, and lean in for a phenomenal, life-changing, never-be-the-same kind of experience. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be really, really wonderful. Um, and so I, I want to talk about storms. This is really what I felt like the Lord wanted to encourage some people in tonight. Uh, there in the Bible, there's three kinds of storms. Uh, there's, there's the storms, I'd call them three things. There's the storm of life, there's the storm of disobedience, and there's the storm of, spiritually, of spiritual significance. So when, when I talk about storms, what I mean, Georgia, is uh, storms, just, just making sure you're awake there, you're doing good, good job. Uh, well, what, what I mean is life's circumstances that, that uh, so it's not like a physical storm, although it could be if it was like, but, you know, like a cyclone or something, but, but life's circumstances that just are going wrong and multiple things. And that might be the storm of sickness, that might be the storm of financial trouble. It might be a storm of relationship breakdown. Uh, it might be a storm of emotional trauma and anxiety and overwhelming things in your life. It, it, might, be, um, it might, might be combined things. It might be, it might be just the storm of everything in your house breaking down. 
uh, just like just in circumstance after circumstance, and things are all going wrong. And, 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 and those storms that, that come into our life, they can at least three different things. And the type of storm it is determines how you respond. So the first type I just want to spend a few moments on, Jesus told a parable and it was of two types of people. One who built their house on sand and one who built their house on the rock. And he said, the one who builds their house on sand has got no external um, foundations for strength when the storm comes. And so life throws you a curveball and because you've got nothing concrete, that's holding you together and you've got no anchor that's just keeping you uh, located, then suddenly you get smashed because something terrible's happened. But then another person who's, the, Jesus said, they, they built their house on the rock and the Bible tells us Jesus is a rock and it said, and who build their house on the words that he speaks, that becomes a firm foundation. We just spent a couple of days in Christchurch this week and we, we, we went around the city and we went to a museum of the earthquakes in, in Christchurch. It was devastating. But you watched uh, and we looked at footage of buildings collapsing and beside another building that didn't collapse and they, they told us how there was different engineering in some. We went past two government buildings that were built at different times. One had the old lime mortar holding the bricks together. One had the new cement uh, um, mortar holding the bricks together. The, one had massive cracks and a few houses, a few buildings down, the other one held together. And the difference wasn't the storm, the difference was what was holding that thing together. And Jesus said, the storms of life, they come to everybody. Being a Christian doesn't make you immune to the storms of life. Being a Christian doesn't mean that, you, that, that sickness won't happen or pressure won't happen or finance, all sorts of things won't happen. But what will sustain you through the storm of life is what your foundation is. And if your foundation is the Word of God, the words of Jesus and Jesus himself, then you'll find you'll get through the storm of life. And you'll find, don't ever think that your happiness is determined on not having storms. Your happiness is determined on what your life is built on. And, and so you'll find, so the Bible talks, so you build on, and one of the great witnesses of a Christian can be, not that God did a miracle, but they got through a terrible season with peace in their life, still worshiping, still finding him, Jesus, as a refuge in the storm. So they go, that, that, that person finds that in the, in the storm of life, I find God to be a shelter. I find God to be a haven. I find the house of God to be a place of peace. I find the Bible to be my strength and I find his presence to be a shelter from the storm. And two people going through the same situation, one's got peace, the other has no peace. The Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So storms will come. You don't have to be necessarily doing something wrong for storms to come. It's just life living in a fallen world. But make Jesus your refuge. Be planted in the house of God. Let his words be strong and build your life in his word. And you'll find God will get you through the storms of life. Okay, that's one type of storm. There are another type of storm. That's the storm of disobedience. This is the storm that Jonah found himself in. Jonah uh, was told by God, here's your call. You ought to go preach to this city of Nineveh who are all away from me. And God loved them so much. He said, I want you to go and tell them they're doing the wrong thing. 
And so then, I, then out, of, out of that, I want them to repent. Well, instead of saying, yes, God, Jonah ran the other way. Literally bought a ticket, got on a boat, and went in the opposite direction to where God wanted him to go. And when he's in the, as he's running in the opposite direction to where God wanted him to go, uh, and he, he's like on a, on a boat with some guys, the storm began to come. Now, this wasn't just a normal storm. God sent a storm because he was running away from God. And you'll find sometimes in your life, you can be running away from God in terms of just living a life where God's not the center, like Liam shared so powerfully earlier. And God's not, he's not the center and you're doing all these things and, and you know, it, it's sin and it's fun. Like it's fun, sin's fun. Don't let anybody tell you sin's not fun. Sin is fun for a season. I mean, sin's fun. That's why so many people are doing it. Okay? But here's the deal. It's fun until it's not. Because it will catch up with you. And when it catches up with you, when the consequences of sin will catch up with you, and you'll find yourself empty and miserable. And you'll come to a moment where, just like Liam, so you'll look in the mirror and you won't like who you see. You won't like who you've become. It was fun, but it was a downward spiral. And in that moment, you have to call out to God. And so now, now whether, whether it's just the sin of totally rebelling against God and living a life of sin, or whether it's just you know God told you to do this and you're doing that. You know God said to start that business and you're like, no, no, you're, you're in fear. And, you're, and so now you've got a storm of disquiet on the inside, a lack of peace because you're not doing what God said. Now, you're, now things that you're, God said tithe and you're not tithing and you're rebelling against what God said and it's like everything's going wrong with you and you're unsettled on the inside. It's the storm of disobedience and God, God he's loving and he's kind. And he talks to us all the time to prompt us to tell us the best thing for our life. But sometimes we don't hear God talking to us about the best thing of our life and we turn to go our way. And so God, because he's committed to your best life, he'll go, well, I'm going to have to use someone to get your attention. C.S. Lewis said that crisis or pain is God's megaphone to get our attention. And sometimes there are storms of, of that kind of life to get your attention because you're disobeying or running away from God. And I like to think of it like this. Uh, sometimes if, if, you were, if you're on a road, heading along a road towards a bridge that had fallen out and there was a massive drop off the bridge, and you're just driving, you're flying along at 100 kilometers an hour, for those of you who do 100 kilometers an hour, some of you a little more, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, uh, and, and, and if I knew you were going to hit that bridge, you didn't have time to stop, and you're going to lose your life, then I would be quite happy. I wouldn't, I'd be quite happy to say stop. And then if you didn't listen, I'd be quite happy to put some distractions in front of you to, to get your attention to stop. Eventually, I'd be quite happy to ram you with a car to cause you to stop. If it was going to save your life, but cause you some pain, I would do whatever I could, if I, especially if I was your dad, I'd do whatever I could to stop you going over the edge. And you'll find God in his love will allow certain things to happen to get your attention. And those storms of life is God saying, I want your attention. 
I want you to get out of that lifestyle you're in. I love you too much. If it's not miserable yet, it's going to be miserable. You're digging yourself a hole. I want to get you out of that hole, and I want to get you onto the right path. So that's the second kind of storm, the storm of disobedience. Just a little side note, sometimes you can have someone on your boat who's running away from God, and you get a, a, a secondary storm. Because you got the wrong person on your boat. You're hanging around with the wrong people. And suddenly storms in your life are because you've got Jonas who are all running away from God. And sometimes you've got to make decision to get the Jonas off your boat so that the right the people you surround yourself with. I'm like I'm re-preaching Liam's testimony. What's he in junior high or something? Is he? What's he doing? Oh, he's he's being security. Oh, okay, he's around. Love you, Liam. It's a great testimony. He's a team leader tonight of the A-team. If you've got a problem. Anyway, that's, anyway, there he is. Come on in, Liam. Everyone give Liam a big hand. I'm preaching your message. I think he's been trained tonight. But yeah, sometimes you got to get certain people off your boat and get, let God deal with them and let God work with them because you've got storms in your life because of the people you're hanging around. I've watched too many people uh, hook up in a relationship with the wrong person and suddenly that person dragged them out of God's plan for their life. They looked like the dream guy, but they weren't walking with God. And they, they were nice and loving and caring and seemed like they were the one. I've watched some great people who were on fire for God out of a place of fear that God wouldn't supply the right guy or the right girl hang out with the wrong one, then the storms of life began to come and I've watched people miss out on their destiny or, or, or just have their destiny sabotaged. You can get back to it, but losing time because I got the wrong people on my boat. So I, I reckon maybe God's talking, uh, this is what I find when I'm talking like this, because I know the Holy Spirit's speaking to individual people. This is like a tailor-made message for a whole lot of different people in the room. Some of you are like, I need to turn around and stop going that direction. I need to. Some of you God spoke to about doing an internship. He did. And, and you're like, la, 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 la. And, you're, you're, and, and storms and, and disquiet. And, uh, I remember uh, sometimes God, uh, you're like, I want God to speak to me. If only he would give me direction. And then you remember the last thing he said was direction and you didn't obey it. He's like, well, why would I speak again until you obey the last thing? I, 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 was, I was starting to build a friendship with a girl when I was 20 years old. And, and it was like, it was a long distance. We just were starting to talk on the phone. And, and just, I knew her. And, and, and I remember, it's like my quiet time dried up of God speaking to me. Because I'd asked God and he'd spoken to me. And I remember talking to my dad on the phone. I was like, God's not really speaking to me. And he said, it's like, well, probably because you didn't obey the last thing he said. Yeah. Snap. So you're praying for direction and God's already given you something that wasn't convenient or you didn't really like. But he's like, no, this is going to put some foundations into your life. Get, get that thing sorted. And you're like, oh, but, but an internship, that's a year. I, I'm going to lose a year. No, 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 no. You're going to gain. You're going to gain so much from getting right. You can start just after Powerhouse Conference. Okay, the third thing is, okay, so we've got the storms of life happen to everybody. We've got the storms of disobedience. You can stop that storm. And the third type is the storm of spiritual significance. 
And the scripture I want us to have a look at, I just had one scripture I wanted to put up tonight, so let's, let's put that one up. Then Jesus got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Just hold it for there, one for a moment. Where Jesus was going was to the other side of Lake Galilee. And on the other side of Lake Galilee, there was two guys who were demonized, one who was significantly demonized by so many demons, uh, they were called legion. And Jesus was going over to do something significant to set this man free. I mean, he, he, was, he couldn't be held by chains. He lived in a cemetery. The city had rejected him. He ran around naked. He was not a good host. He's not a good party guest. But Jesus was coming to do a miracle in his life. And, and, he, and so as he's going to do a miracle, he hops in the boat with his disciples. So something spiritually significant is about to happen. Next verse. Suddenly, oh, if a storm comes just out of the blue, suddenly you've got to start asking your questions. What's going on with that? Or when did that start? So often when I'm praying for someone for healing, I'll say, when did that start? And it might have been at an accident or it might have been at a moment where just something happened and it became a door for the enemy because it happened suddenly. So it's a really good question when you're in an emotional storm or a sickness storm to go, when did this start? And was there something that happened at that moment that I need to be aware of? Okay, suddenly a furious storm, it's supernatural, came up on the lake. So the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. Jesus can sleep through anything. I love it. Next verse. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Fear's getting onto them right now. They're like, you know, they're, they're, I don't know, your, your storm might have been, man, my business is going so bad. I, I haven't been able to get a job or, or, or my, I've been sick for so long. And then fear starts to get onto it. It's like, and in another version of the, another gospel, uh, they said, Jesus, don't you even care we're about to die? When fear gets on you and there's a big storm, you're, you, you get this thing, well, God doesn't even care about me. He does care. He's trying to do something in you. He's trying to call something in you to the surface. Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Next verse. And he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Jesus has identified this is now a faith issue. This is not a, this is not a weather pattern issue. This is, this is a faith issue. It's a supernatural storm. Then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the wave and it was completely calm. Another version of the Bible says it immediately stopped. It started suddenly and it immediately stopped because it was a demonic storm. It was a spiritually significant storm. Every time, usually when you're going into something spiritually significant, and many of you baptizees will be aware, some things have been going on that have been trying to stop you from making this decision tonight. Or sometimes you come and, and it's your assigned night to be healed and some things have been, it's like the car broke down and I had to fight with the kids or the husband or the boyfriend or the parents or, or something's going on or, or, or just things are happening and you're like, why is this happening? Usually it's because something spiritually significant is about to happen or just happened and the devil wants to throw you off and miss your moment of breakthrough miss your moment of a miracle or lose what God just did for you. Even this week, one of the, someone who's just had a major breakthrough found themselves in hospital for a few days. 
And you go, okay. And it's like, well, I thought I had a healing breakthrough. What am I doing in hospital? Well, it's the enemy just coming with a sudden storm to, and say, if it came to, to take you out, to make you question, does God even care? Did I even get healed? Is something significant going to happen? The enemy comes to do that. And in that moment, this is what you've got to do. This is, this is a rise up moment. This is where Jesus is like, actually, you don't need me to talk to the storm. You can talk to the storm. You can speak to that thing. You've got greater is he who's in you than he that's in the world. You have authority. If the demon's causing it, you can say, get off. If a demon's causing uh, issues in your family, you can say, stop in the name of Jesus. Now, some of you this week, is gonna, I would, this 10 days, the next 10 days, the last 10 days of July, would be one of the most significant 10 days in the history of our church. So I wouldn't be surprised if stuff's going down in your life, if you're part of this church, because of all that God's about to do. For some of you who are going to, a powerhouse conference is going to be a major significant milestone in your life. I wouldn't be surprised if some stuff's going down in your life. It's just actually a sign. It's, it's literally a sign. Good things ahead. Breakthrough's coming. Good things are about to happen for you. God's going to do something spiritually significant. And so I've learned like this. I've learned to go, oh, it's like a, a, storm, alert, a storm alert. Awesome. Okay. I'll rebuke it and then I'll go, Lord, I thank you. What you're doing right now. One, you're pulling something out of me of faith to be an overcomer. And two, I know breakthrough's coming. I know something's about to happen. You might find now a storm like this might be a day, might be a week, it might be a year. And in that year, God's actually building something in you because he's, He wants you every day to stand up and say, no, I believe the Word of God. I, I am rebuking that thing. I have authority over that thing. And you can declare it and speak it and feel like nothing's happening, but that's the test for you. Your, the Word of God is testing you as you, come to the, as you come to your breakthrough moment. So can I get us to close our eyes right now? Whatever, whatever the reason the storm is, if you're in a storm, some of you aren't in a storm, and you can just file this away for another day. But some of you are in a storm right now, you're in a storm of life, and you need to find God as your refuge. You need to be building your life on the Word of God and, and on Jesus Himself. Some of you are literally in a storm of disobedience. And on the inside, you're miserable. And tonight's your night to, literally, to turn from living your way and it'll turn back to God and start to run towards the call that God's got for you. Some of, that, some of us, you, that means uh, salvation tonight and giving your life to Christ. Others... It's just saying, yes, Lord, I'm not going to be disobedient any longer. I'm going to do that thing that you told me to be. And the storm will settle in your life. Some of you here, spiritually significant things have been happening and God wants you to rise up, take authority over it. In Jesus' name, bind it. Bind the devil. Just take authority and keep binding that devil until you see the calm come. You'll feel it in your heart first when you rebuke it. The circumstances might not change straight away, but you'll just feel the peace. Where your mind was running 100 miles an hour, when you rebuke a demon that's causing a storm in your life, it'll just calm. Peace will get on you.
If you're here tonight and you're saying, John, I, I think I've been, I, I've been having some storms because of spiritually significant moments that have come or just, I've just been in, would you, or I'm coming to, just put your hand up and say, that's me. I'm, I'm in that zone. I'm in that zone. Number of people right now. You know what to do. I can't do it for you. You speak to the storm. You take authority. What about if you're just in one of those seasons, a storm of life, and you need God to be your refuge, your, your shelter, your comfort, and your strength. If that's you, just put your hand up and say, that's me. Or just, I've been in a bit of a sustained season like that. All right. That's where being in this conference over the next week is going to be so good for you. You'll find God as a refuge. What about if you're saying here tonight, okay, I, I've, I've found myself in circumstances because I think I'm actually going the wrong way. God's, maybe God's spoken to you about a certain thing he wants you to do, a certain direction. And, you're, and tonight, something you know as I'm speaking, that's you and you need to make a change tonight. If that's you, just give me, put your hand up and say, that's me. I need to go in a different direction. All right, number of people as well. Thank you. As we come to a close, before we baptize these amazing 12 people, I'm wondering, while eyes are closed, just for a few moments, I'm wondering if you're here tonight and you're just not in a relationship with God, and you know that something's missing on the inside and you, you need to get right with God, I'd love in a moment to lead you in a prayer, surrendering your life to God. You might be uh, here and at some point in your life, you gave your life to Jesus. You went to a youth group. You went to a kid's church. Uh, you went to a church at some point and you, you, you kind of were walking with God. But life came along some choices that you made, just some circumstances you found yourself in and you drifted away from God and you're not right with God. Tonight you know you're distant from God and it's time to reconnect with Him. It's time to make Jesus number one again. In a moment, if that's you, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. You might be here tonight and you didn't realize that you could have a relationship with God. You didn't realize that that's part of God's plan for your life. I wanna tell you tonight, my friend, it is part of God's plan for your life to be in relationship with him, a friendship where he's your, your, your father who loves you, who cares for you, who pours his love. You heard people up here tonight talk about love coming into their life. When you surrender your life to God, he changes everything from the inside out. You might be here tonight and you've never surrendered your life to God. You've never invited him to come in and begin a relationship with him. In a moment, I'd like you to raise your hand if you'd like to do that. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And that prayer will change everything. You'll find God when He comes and when He lives in your heart, He brings so much peace. He brings joy that's indescribable, not because everything in your life is perfect, but because He lives inside of you. He just brings a supernatural joy, He brings a purpose. If you want to know what the purpose for your life is, you need to know the one who created you. When you invite God into your life, when you surrender your life to God, he, He'll get you on track with the purpose that He's got for you. He'll bring forgiveness. You might be here tonight and going, I don't know if God can forgive the stuff that I've done. I'm telling you, whatever it is, He can forgive you. He'll wash you clean. The blood of Jesus Christ that He shed on the cross washes away every sin. Nothing like the blood of Jesus. And so tonight, if you're here and you're like, I, I want to begin a relationship with God, and I feel like there's some people in the room and this is you. 
You want to begin a relationship with God? You want to come back to God because you're away from Him? Or you're just not sure if when you die you're going to go to heaven and you want to be sure in your heart? Then what I'd love you to do in a moment, I just want you to raise your hand. I'll say when. I just want you to raise your hand. I'll say, I see your hand. You can put it down. And then I'm going to lead you in a prayer that we're all going to pray together of surrendering your life to God and inviting Him in. So if this is you right now, you're saying, John, I want that relationship you're talking about. I want to reconnect my life to God or I want to be sure I'm going to heaven. Right now, do you just raise your hand and say, that's me. I want, to, I want God in my life. Thank you. That's awesome. Fantastic, sweetheart. That's awesome. Who else right now? Just raise your hand up real high. You're saying, this is me. I want God to come into my life. I want to surrender to God. Maybe you want to come. Maybe you've been running the opposite way from God. And you know, there's a, you're, just, you're not happy. You're miserable on the inside. You, you have moments of highs, but when you come down off those highs, you still find yourself knowing that things aren't right. Tonight, why don't you pay the price? Why don't you count the costs and turn and surrender to God and say, that's me. I want Jesus to come into my life. Thank you. That's awesome. I see your house. Who else? Your hand. Who else right now? Fantastic. That's awesome, buddy. I see your hand. Who else right now? You're saying, that's me. I want God to come into my life. There's a, there's a wrestle going on. I can feel it right now. People are in your heart of hearts. You're wrestling with God over this. Maybe because you know what it's going to cost you. Maybe because you know that you're going to have to make some changes. But I'm telling you, if you surrender to God, His peace is going to come into your heart that will... It's, the, it's worth every price that you pay when you surrender to God and His peace comes in. People all over the world are paying literally thousands of dollars for prescriptions and professionals to help them try and find peace. But I find the greatest peace comes in our life when we surrender to God and we get right with God. We experience His forgiveness and his presence. The Bible calls Jesus the Prince of Peace. So I'm wondering, I'm just going to wait. And if that's you, you're saying, John, I need to surrender my life to God tonight. Just raise your hand and join these four people who already have, would you? Just raise it up high and say, that's me. I need to surrender my life to God, wherever you are. I need to surrender my life to God. Fantastic, 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 fantastic. Who is that? Who's surrendering your life to God tonight? People are praying for you right now. This would be the best decision you could make, surrendering your life to God. All right, all right. Can we pray this prayer together? Everyone who raised your hand, I want you to pray this from your heart. All our whole church together are going to pray this right now. Say these words after me. Dear God in heaven, I thank you that you love me, that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me, for my sin. I'm sorry for living my way. I'm turning to you tonight. To follow you, I receive forgiveness. I receive your Holy Spirit. I thank you tonight that I'm born again, that I'm going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. For every one of these people, you raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Fantastic decision. One of our team afterwards would love to chat to you and help you with your relationship with God. So they'll probably have seen your hand go up and they'll come and chat to you a little bit after. But Ebony, you're coming up right now. So excited for what we're about to do. Over to you, Eb. Thank you so much. Awesome. Come on, would you thank Pastor John for that message tonight?
So good talking about the storms of life. 